Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the So You Think You Can Ball podcast, uh, the NRL show. Uh, it's great to be here and glad that you're tuning in. Uh, on the Sports Network, uh, we're going to be covering quite a few sports for you guys, so keep an eye out for our NRL show, our NRLW show, where we talk all things women's rugby league, and we also cover the NFL. We also have a one-on-one series that we'd like you guys to check out where we interview some of your favorite sports personalities. But for more info on who, we're, who we are and what we're about in terms of our network, please download our show trailers, uh, which we have placed into your podcast feeds, and we're available on all of our platforms. Uh, so for our inaugural episode, I'm very excited to introduce our panel and welcome in my co-host Pierre, Stacy, and Alex. Um, again, we're just going to keep our intro short, but if you want to know more about us, our first ever guest on our one-on-one series is actually our very own panellist. So again, if you want more information about who we are and what we're about, please jump into your podcast feed and you can find some some deep dives there. As I hand over and introduce uh, one of my co-hosts, uh, Pierre, um, just a couple of things for our listeners. Uh, name, city, and the sport that you've played the most. Oh, sport I've played the most would be um, gridiron, yeah. and the city I'm from is Sydney, Manly. Um, and what was the last one? Sorry, Dan. Oh, just your name, Pierre. So we've got you there. Fantastic. So we've got Sydney and we've got Gridiron. So thank you very much. So I welcome you, my second co-host, uh, Alex. Hey, uh, Alex uh, from Sydney, Zetland area. Um, sport I've played most is basketball, but runner-up is rugby and Gridiron. Yeah, very nice. Very, very nice. Surrounded by Sydney siders by the looks. And my final uh, co-host, introducing Stacey. Hey guys, uh, I'm Stacey. I'm from Goulburn. I'm a Goulburn local. Uh, I've been playing gridiron now for the longest time, but I'm a, a big softball player as well. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And myself, yeah, so uh, Dan Frost, uh, I'm from Newcastle, and the sport I play the most is uh, rugby league. So, uh, yeah, certainly got a few tales to tell there. But again, if you want to know more about us, please jump into your podcast feeds, download those one-on-one series. They're definitely worth a listen. All right, guys, let's let's take it away and let's jump into our first segment. It's do or die. One game. And though it may be just one game, clearly it means everything. That might be the most anticipated game in the history of the sport. Yeah, and we introduce our first segment, which is the breakdown. Now, in this segment, what we do is we feature uh, the key games uh, for the round in the NRL. Uh, so this week in round 20 of the NRL, we've got two games which we'll be featuring. Uh, the first is the fifth place uh, Sydney Roosters will be coming up against uh, the fourth place uh, Parramatta Eels. Now I'm going to hand over to Alex to, to talk us about to talk to us about the Parramatta Eels. Alex, it's been an interesting uh, few weeks for the Eels who seem to be sort of building some momentum, uh, but they, they suffered a recent setback with, the, uh, with a recent injury to their star half in Mitchell Moses. What are your thoughts on the Parramatta Eels? Yeah, and no, I think they're looking good over the last kind of couple of weeks. I think injury, you know, like has the most teams has hit him pretty hard um, with Moses in his fractured back. Um, clearly had no effect to him on the uh, state of origin, but... 
they want to you know keep him fresh and bring him back in week 21, which should be good to see him back. I mean, for those that, you know, I think even myself, I was a little bit critical of Moses' performance in Origin, but uh, I guess if we just take, just take a moment, uh, he played... 70 minutes in State of Origin with a fractured back. So uh, massive respect, massive shout-out to Mitchell Moses, who um, yeah was uh, was able to continue to lead that side around. So, yeah, truly remarkable. But, um, uh, Pierre, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Roosters as well. A bit of a remarkable run from the Chooks. I mean, let, let me just read you off um, some of their initial injury list. So we've got uh, three club legends that have retired in Jake Friend, uh, Captain Boyd Cordner and Brett Morris. Uh, we've also got season-ending injuries to Luke Keary, Lindsay Collins. Um, jo- uh, Joseph Suwali is now out for the rest of the season. And on the weekend, we saw injuries to Billy Smith and Matt Ikevalu. I guess my first question is, how are they still performing week in, week out? And, yeah, what's your thoughts on the Sydney Roosters? I think with what they've currently been dealt with is quite unfortunate, but I think they've been doing quite well in terms of... Um, you know, maintaining the integrity of the game within the team. And I think that's something really hard to kind of um, upkeep. But with the amount of new boys that are coming in, I think it's quite, it's amazing. I'm, I'm still amazed at how well that they're doing currently. Yeah, it just goes to show the importance of culture, isn't it? You know, Trent has just, Trent Robinson has clearly built a system that, you know, he feels he's able to bring, you know, guys in from reserve grade and maintain a certain standard. But, um, you know, a lot of clubs, they're not so fortunate. Typically you lose one or two star players and that's the end of their season. But the Roosters, it just it just feels like they can bring anyone in and continue to perform. Uh, Alex, talk to us a little bit about the Roosters. Was there is there anyone that sort of stood out for you um, so far in the season, thinking about all, the, all of these injuries that they've suffered? I think Tradesco has stepped up big time, you know, as far as kind of his play style and, and what he's been able to do for the team and he's been able to kind of step up and lead with the amount of injuries they have. I mean, last game he had four try assists and uh, seven tackle breaks. I mean, they can't, you know, bring the guy down. So if he stays healthy and if he can keep running the way he's running, I think they're going to make a you know good push if he can bring the boys with him. It's a good shout, isn't it? Because I feel like, you know, there was a time there where, I guess some of the shine had worn off James Tedesco. I mean, he's still, you know, uh, he's still one of the elite players in the game. He performs week in, week out. But I, I just think maybe as, I guess, NRL fans, we're always looking for that new shiny toy, that that new young up-and-coming player, and we sometimes forget about some of our current elite stars. So, you know, for Tedesco to be performing the way he's in, uh, the way he is, it's, um, you know, it's, it's very, very impressive. Um, Pierre, just quickly, what's your thoughts on Tedesco as a leader? Have you been impressed with the way in which he's sort of come in for Boyd um, and sort of filled that that void? Yeah, look, I totally agree with Alex there. I mean, to see the leadership that he's taken on over the last few weeks, and I, I feel like he's just coming in, he's just come into the mould um, so effortlessly, especially over the last few weeks with the amount of interchanges that they've had to have within the team. He's really stepped up and owned that role and. Um, I think with what he's currently doing from Origin and flipping that over into normal club footy is just great. I think he's doing an amazing job and it just goes to show that you don't have to be in the game for a long time to be able to lead a, a pack like you you do have with the Roosters. Yeah, no, he's, he's certainly very, very impressive. Now, if we, if we have a look at the game itself, I mean, this is going to be a monumental uh, clash between these two clubs and I guess every... every Every two competition points counts at the moment, you know, as we're trying to sort of cement uh, your your sort of top four position. Alex, what's going wrong with the Parramatta Reels at the moment? Obviously, last weekend, they sort of dropped that game against the Canberra Raiders in controversial 
in a controversial ending. But yeah, what, 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 what's your thoughts on the Parramatta Reels? What's going wrong for them at the moment? I, I think just defensively, they need to step up more. Um, they need to be a little bit, you know, quicker off the line and um, set up a little bit quicker. But, you know, again, that was a tough game for them against the Raiders. Um, some interesting calls, but, you know, you got to kind of bounce back from those from those games and, you know, a new week, new game. So. Yeah, and, and I know that we were sort of, uh, we were texting during the game and I know it was, I know it was a tough watch, but I just think that, um, yeah, they, they just felt a little bit out of sync and um, obviously losing someone like Mitchell Moses, that that's certainly going to be problematic. But, um, you know, if Parramatta are going to be, uh, you know, uh, one of the one of the elite teams in in the in the competition, um, similar to the Roosters. You know, if they, if you've got a player out or two, you've got to step up and perform. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's step through now to our player matchup uh, in this particular game. Um, so in this one, we've called out two key players uh, and two players that you know on their day, if they perform at their best, will probably lead to a positive outcome for their team. So for the Sydney Roosters, we've called out Sam Walker. And for the Parramatta Reels, uh, it's Dylan Brown. Let's start with, uh, Alex, let's start with Sam Walker. What's your thoughts so far on his season? Um, I think it was a good season since he started in, what, round four? Um, and that was his kind of debut for the Roosters. Um, he's done well, I think, so far. I said seven, 11 try assists around, around that number. Um, but I think one thing for him is his defense. You know, if you can keep him out wide defensively, they'll – they'll be fine but I think because he's a bit of a scrawnier player um, I think he struggles there but as far as his speed and his ability to attack the line um, and get those try assists I think if they can keep him you know on that role then I don't think you know there's much stopping him from an offensive perspective yeah and I think it has to be said that um, he's probably been introduced a little bit earlier than what Trent would have liked. Uh, So I think Trent, you know, typically he likes to ease some of his rookies in and Sam physically, you know, as you spoke about, I think he could really deal with an off-season where, you know, he's putting on a little bit more weight and can sort of handle some of the defensive workload. But, yeah, um, certainly been brilliant in attack, that's for sure. Uh, Pierre, let's move over now to uh, to Dylan Brown. I guess all we can really say is that there's a, there's a lot of pressure on him at the moment because of the injury to Mitchell Moses. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think um, he's kind of similar to um, to Walker as well because he's still quite young. So I think with the amount of pressure that is, that's put on him at the moment, um, it's quite hard to be honest. But I think with the next few weeks, I'm hoping to see him flourish into um, – great 5'8", yeah. so I'm really excited about it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, so Dylan, he's still only 21 years of age, um, and I think he, he sort of came through with, you know, I, I guess you wouldn't say similar raps um, as uh, as Sam, um, but, you know, he was certainly, you know, he was certainly had a hu- huge rap on him, and he came through, and he had some issues, to your point, Alex. Uh, Dylan had issues physically as well. He had some back um uh, stress fractures, and, and he had a lot of challenges there. I guess he's now 21. You know, he's been in the system for a few years now, and you know, whilst he is the Robin uh, to Mitchell Moses' Batman, I, I guess what Parramatta uh, Eels fans are expecting him to do is to come in and step up. I, I think 
what what people underestimate about Dylan Brown is he's a very physical player. He's actually a big guy. He's very physical. He's very big for a half, uh, and his running game is probably one of his biggest strengths. Um, I guess you know taking on a little bit more organising control of the team uh, sort of takes him away from his natural game. So look, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how he sort of handles the next little period. But you know, there's going to be a high level ex- expectation around this team to continue to win. All right, guys, let's go quickly around the grounds for our tips. Uh, Roosters v Eels, who are we tipping? Uh, we'll start with you, Stacey. I'm going to have to take the Roosters, for sure. Yep, for gonna, sure. Going to go the Chooks. Uh, let's move to Pierre. It's a no-brainer, Roosters. Roosters, all right. Alex? Yeah, i got to go with the Roosters. Uh, going to go the tricks as well. Yeah, look, I'm going to I'm going to go for for a bit of an upset here. I, I think uh, it's going to be Parramatta. Um, I, I think it's a bit of a not not you, you would never say a do or die for a team that that has been so successful um, and is obviously so so high up uh, on, on the ladder. But this is this is a statement game. Um, you know that that was very, a very disappointing game against the Raiders. I expect them to bounce back. Um, I've got I've got the Eels in an upset with Clint Gutherson having a huge game there. All right, so now we move through to our next feature game um, of the round for NRL Round uh, 20. Stacey, this is the big one. Uh, this, this one has been circled on the calendar. We have first place Melbourne Storm taking on second place the Penrith Panthers. Talk to us a little bit about Melbourne to start with. Uh, I guess one of the things that has been a little bit, I guess has flown under the radar a little bit, has been some of the injuries I guess they haven't. Oh, there's had, been so many. There's have, been so many injuries. They haven't had their their starting seventeen on the field together yet. I wouldn't imagine. What's your thoughts on the Melbourne Storm um, so far this season? I think that given the amount of injuries that they've had, um, so returning with you know Papi returning now after his concussions, even though he's going to get limited time for the last game that they had, and probably for the next couple of weeks while he still bounces back, um, you know, returning of Munster coming back from Origin. But they've always been dominant um, because they've got depth in their positions, you know, and it just goes to show and puts a lot of credit into the Melbourne Storm as a program. You know, they continually they they continually tactfully attack teams on offense, and they just can't be stopped, especially with the fox out on the wing. Yeah, it's uh, they're a remarkable franchise. I think one of the things that I've loved about them is the fact that they've changed the way that they've played over the last few years. I mean, I think we can all remember, you know, sitting down on the couch, Friday night football, watching a Melbourne Storm game, and we may have dozed off slightly in the second half because it was just an absolute grind fest. Um, you know, typically, you know, they're winning every week, you know, um, you know, 10 points to six, you know, something like that defensively. But, yeah, you're right. They, they've just completely changed the way they play. They're an offensive powerhouse. They're setting records. One of the questions I have for you is, and I guess it's a it's a good problem to have for Craig Bellamy. How are we going to fit in all of these players into this spine? So you mentioned it a little bit there. So we've got Pappenhausen coming back. We've got uh, Nico Hines, who's had a remarkable blinder, oh, blinder, absolutely. I mean, a, a great signing for the Cronulla Sharks, um, who also announced the signing of Dale Finucane. So they are they are they are flying for next season. Um, we've got the cheese. We've got Brandon Smith there, and we've got Harry Grant. Stacey, how would you fit in? How would you fit all these plays into the team? What are your thoughts? I think it'd have to be around how they work as a unit together. To be honest, like uh, you know, when Nico Hines is is having a day of it, everything just seems really, really smooth. You know, so when they're all working together, they get things done. But again, there's just too much talent to put in one spot. 
So, you know, I think there'll be a lot of interchanging and present potentially other players moving out and playing other positions. Because if you look at it, you know, the cheese being as a utility as he is, he's useful everywhere. But again, that goes back to show that he doesn't want to always play. You know, he doesn't want to play where he is right now. So again, what do you do? Yeah, look, it's going to be difficult. And the amazing thing is amazing players are going to fall out of this 17. That's the crazy thing. Look, for me, if, if I had to if I had to try and shuffle them all in, uh, Pappenhausen a fullback, um, I, I think I think for me you, you've got to start um, Harry Grant. And then I think I think Brandon Smith, um, look, I, I think I think you've got to move him to lock um, just to just to reward him for his amazing performances so far this year. I mean, let's let's be real. Jerome Hughes and Brandon Smith have carried that football team this year. Nico Hines has come in and been absolutely amazing in recent times, but those two, they've been so consistent. I've been so impressed with them. So I think you've got to reward Cheese with a starting position. Um, and then for me, Hines, um, he'd be my utility on the bench for no other reason um, other than he's not going to be there next year. So, you know, I, yeah, I think, true. you know, Craig's got to have a bit of a think about, well, what does this team look like moving forward? And and how am I going to keep Brandon Smith? This is something that the Melbourne Storm have really got to look at. You know, that a lot of talk at the start of the season was he's definitely leaving. I think that language has kind of softened. And now what I would be doing is trying to um, secure him because I think he's a he's an important part of their future. Let's flip it over now and let's talk about the Penrith Panthers. They almost look like an invincible franchise uh, until the injury until. strike. So talk to us a little bit about the Penrith Panthers. What's your thoughts on, on their season so far? Oh, look, and they they have had such a fantastic season, but the minute that they lose Cleary, everything just sort of, they just fly by the wayside, you know, and it just goes to show in the game that was last night against the Broncos how bad their defence is. They've had a shocking game on defence last night, you know, 66 missed tackles, you know, so that, you know, something, something is going on. Although returning was having Luai returning back, that will definitely help. But again, you know, Toe just being Toe, you know, doing his thing. But they need to pick it up if they're going to continue on. And I wonder, you know, uh, I don't think Ivan's a screamer. I, I, I haven't seen too much footage of him yelling and screaming, but uh, you're right, 66 uh, missed tackles. Um, I'm sure, you know, regardless of whether Nathan was in there or not, that, that's probably pretty inexcusable based on their standards, and I'm sure he was a little bit upset. Yeah, look, it has been particularly challenging, and again, it does, obviously, it highlights um, the elite level that Nathan's at, and I think we all picked that up. Um, pretty early on, but just goes to show you take out a player of, of Nathan's caliber um, and they start to sort of have some issues. One of the things I did want to quickly talk about, though, is this Burton-Tyron May situation. So for me, and we'll talk about this more in a second, but I just find it very confusing as to uh, why Burton sort of wasn't brought in as the go-to guy when Luai and Cleary were both out. I, I found that perplexing, and I guess in the big moments they sort of brought him in from the centre position to kind of try and make a play and get them out of trouble. So, look, I, I think there was a few mistakes there, but, you know, Ivan, he's a, he's a much better coach than I am. I'm sure he, he, he's he got his reasons as to why he continues to, to stick with Tyron May, but I just found that um, compound the problem there with uh, with the Panthers. I mean, at but, the end of the day, though, it just comes back, defence wins championships. I think that's what it comes down to anyway. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's right. Cleary's going to come back. Um, You know, they're they're not 100% sure on exactly when his return date will be. I think they're going to be very, very um, 
cautious with that because if they bring him back too early and he takes a hit on that shoulder, that will finish him up for the season and probably derail their premiership hopes. So they're going to have to be very, very cautious about that. They won't be rushing him back. Let's look at the player matchup from this game, uh, Stacey. So we've got... In this big one, there's a Storm and the Panthers. The two players that we've picked out, we've done our we've done our analysis on the game, is Cam Munster and Matt Burton. Let's start with Munster. Um, talk to us a little bit about yeah his form so far th- this year and how you see him playing in this one. Oh man, you know, you know, coming from New South Wales and having just had Origin and, and Munster being you know a bit of a grub, I still really enjoy watching him play just because of his touch background and he's he's so he's such a risk taker. And I love it when he takes, takes those risks and it pays off. You know, he, he doesn't win, you know, five-eighths of the year, you know, three years run, running in a Wally Lewis in 2020 for nothing, um, you know. But, again, if, if he doesn't have anything that's supporting him on the other side, then here we are. But what do you think about Burton? Yeah, look, Burton's interesting. I, I don't think he's quite at the class of, uh, of, our, of our friend Cam Munster. I, I, I loved your points. On him, I, I wonder whether maybe their shift in some of their explosive offensive plays at the Storm, it's not all just their, their stunning fullback. You know, Pappenhausen's got a lot of that, um, I guess. You know, he's, he's taken a lot of the credit for you know, the shift, and, and, and Nico Hines the same in terms of how explosive they are. But you're right, Cam Munster, he just comes in with that X factor, plays off the top of his head. Um, he's come out and said in the media he doesn't know what he's going to do next from time to time. So good luck to the opposition trying to figure that out. So, no, I, I agree with you there. A little bit odd. I, I thought he was a little bit off in the Origin series based on his standards, you know. I, if we well, were... I think I think if you if you look at the consideration that, you know, when, when him and Hunt were on the field together, things started to happen a little bit better. But it was because Hunt was being more of a leader than Cherry Evans was. So it's just sort of... Like when that combination was good, it was really, really good. But Munster sort of, he did seem off and it felt like the whole team was off, to be honest, if we're talking about origin. Yeah, that's right. And But then my fears were allayed when I saw, you know, him return to Clubland and absolutely light it up. So I think you're right. I think it was more, you know, some of the performances of players in and around him that, that he sort of struggled. But I guess for me, that, that would still sting him a little bit. He's a very proud guy. He, he sees himself as one of the best in the game. So, yeah, just keep an eye out for, on Munster in games like this um, as well as the lead up to the finals because he could go on a, uh, a serious run individually and, and lead this team uh, to a premiership win. Uh, you asked the question on Matt Burton. Uh, well, he's difficult to get a read on. I, I guess he's a little bit similar to Sam Walker in a way in that he's got this tremendous hype about him. Um, and from what I can tell, he has um, you know some amazing fundamentals. I, I think his kicking game could be, dare I say, revolutionary. I, I think he hit a... I think he hit a few dropouts last uh, the other night, which was you know 58 meters on the fly, which I know is quite common now in our game. But still, he's got a tremendous kicking game on him. But for me, what concerns me a little bit is the fact that you know you had Luai go down, you had Cleary go down, you have this star half that has been so incredible that he's actually forced his way into the team as a centre. Yet uh, Ivan didn't didn't bring him in to sort of run the team. He sort of went more with, with Tyron May. What's your thoughts on that? Did you find that a little bit um, confusing as to why the, the team's sort of getting run by, by Tyron May as opposed to Burton? 
I think so too. I mean, you know, Burton had such hype when he came in uh, making his debut and, you know, his most successful game was that game that he, I think it was his debut. He tried, he scored three tries on debut against the Bunnies um, and that was at centre, you know. So he's such a gun centre to move him into 5'8's position and have to absorb a lot of the leadership that comes with that position. And yeah, no, I can't, I, I just I can't think, say either way. I just think, um, I just think, you know, if, 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 if Matt's in there, you get a real, and, and maybe this is that, maybe this is me trying to give Bulldogs fans a little bit of insight. Well, into yeah, because he's going there next year, yeah, right? Into their star signing. So the Bulldogs fans, they don't want to see him. They don't want to see their star half signing for next year, just playing out in the centre, scoring tries. They want to see what this kid's about, you know what I mean, and allay some fears because, you know, until a player really shows that they can dominate, you're always a little bit nervy. And, you know, there, there's there's been a there's been a few sort of issues with Kyle Flanagan there at the Dogs uh, this year, which is, again, making fans nervous. Uh, I guess they're, they're very keen to see Matt. All right, guys, let's go around the grounds for this one. Um, it's going to be a tricky one to tip, um, but what are our thoughts, Pierre, starting with... With you Storm v Panthers. Who are you tipping in this one? I'm going to tip the uh, the Panthers on this one. Oh, I like it. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's uh, it's going to be a close one. But uh, Alex, what's your thoughts on this one? I think I got to go appear on this one. I'm tipping the Panthers mm. in a close game. Okay, Panthers. Stacey, who are you going? I'm going to have to go the Storm. Going to have to. I can't. I can't. I can't see the 66 missed tackles and not think the Storm is going to pile on a bunch of points. Yeah, look, I'm going to even this out, and I'm going to go the Storm as well. I was watching that Panthers game quite closely, um, and that they, they definitely was a little bit of a dip against against the Broncos. I don't expect that in, in, in this game. I actually think they were kind of looking ahead at their schedule. Um, I think they're, they're equally as keen for this one. So Cleary, no Cleary. I think the Panthers are going to bounce back, but I still think the Storm are going to be too much because you know they're just scoring points for fun. At the moment. Okay, fantastic, guys. Let's move uh, through now. Our first show is flying uh, through to our final segment, uh, Rapid Fire. With the game of football spreading out and becoming more about getting athletes into open space, one universal truth is more evident than ever. Speed kills. Yeah, and our Rapid Fire segment, everything's fast, everything's quick. To finish off our show, um, yeah, let's get into it. So this week on Rapid Fire, we're going to be going through our tips for the remainder of NRL Round 20, and we're also going to be shouting out our underdog of the week. Um, So let's go through game by game. Um, So in this one, we've got the uh, West Tigers taking on the uh, New Zealand Warriors Two frustrating uh, franchises uh, for their fans this season. Let's go around the grounds. Uh, and if this is your underdog of the week, uh, please shout it out. Uh, Pierre, who, who are we tipping in this one, Tigers or Warriors? I'm going Warriors, and I'm tipping Warriors as the underdogs in this one. Oh, very nice, very nice. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that because I'm doing the same. Um, I'm tipping, I'm t- tipping the Warriors over the Tigers, um, and they're going to be my underdog uh, of the week. Pierre, what's your thoughts there? Um, I think they have a few good players that um, have only just started to evolve very much in the game. Um, and it, I think this week I'm hoping to see that they step up even more. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the game. Tigers haven't been too bad, but I think Warriors might just get over 
might just have the edge over them. Yeah, I think stress levels are very high in the fan bases for both of these clubs. It's just a roller coaster week on, week out. I think for the Warriors, obviously they were embarrassed uh, last week and you're never as bad as those types of types of performances. I think they will bounce back. They had a few key players that were out um, and I expect the Warriors to bounce back. But uh, again, uh, they're very much up and down. It could go the other way. So yeah, Warriors for me as well. Um, uh, Stacey, who are you tipping in this one? Uh, I'm going to take the Warriors as well. I mean, I do, I do really like the Tigers, and now that Dewey's back where he belongs, I think could shift potentially. But I'm going to have to take the Warriors. They've been on a bit of a run lately. Yeah, excellent, Alex. Uh, I think I got to go against the group here with my underdog win with the Tigers oh, coming in. Um, just based on the Warriors having a couple injuries last week, and you know they might be able to capitalize on them not being at full strength. Yeah, well, I guess everything I said about the Warriors being a roller coaster is that is exactly the same for the West Tigers. So we'll mark them down. We'll keep an eye on it, and um, we'll hear uh, who Stacey's underdog is um, shortly. I'm sure. Okay, let's move through to the next game now um, on Friday night uh, as well. We see the the Brisbane Broncos taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. This was the uh, Queensland derby um, of yesteryear. Uh, let's go through our tips, guys, starting with you, Pierre. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah, Todd, Todd Payton uh, doing a good job there. Um, they, they struggled early. They had a bit of a run of form. They've struggled a bit lately. Again, it, it, it's been a bit of a difficult season for the Cowboys. Uh, but, yeah, it will be interesting to see how they go. Um, Stacey, who are you tipping in this one? I'm going to take the Broncos for my underdog. Oh, very nice. Going to go the Broncos. Yeah. Yep, yep, indeed. Yeah, I, I think for uh, Brisbane fans, they haven't seen too many wins this season, and I'm sure that would make Kevy Walters very, very happy. When they came close to the Panthers, he was jumping up and down on the sidelines, so I could only imagine how he would uh, feel if he got the win on the weekend. Alex, uh, who are you going in the Queensland derby? Going with Stacey on this one, and my pick's on the Broncos. Oh, very good, very good. And I'll round us off by tipping the Broncos as well. Uh, there's a little bit to like there. Obviously, Katoni Staggs is showing some good signs in the centres. Um, and a shout-out to Tyson Gamble, who, you know, even I don't think he'd mind us saying is probably not the most technically gifted player in the competition, um, but there wouldn't be too many players that could match him for effort in a game. So, yeah, he's been outstanding. All right, guys, let's move through now to Saturday at 3 o'clock. We see the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Pierre, who have you got in this one? Go for the Rabbitohs in this. Uh, they've been on a really good streak currently, so and they're up against the eight C Dragons. I think that's a no-brainer. So, yeah, very, very good, uh, Stacey. Oh, mate, you know the Dragons Dragon supporter over here, but I, I have to take the bunnies. though. yeah, it's uh, it's emotional times for. Uh, those Dragon supporters as uh, the team sort of struggles to, yeah, deliver on a consistent basis. And, uh, yeah, look, yeah, those, those, that finals position is starting to look um, shakier and shakier each week. Alex, who are you going in this one? I think I got the Bunnies on this one as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go to the Bunnies uh, 13 plus. I think they win this one well. Um, they sort of play with their food a little bit. They sort of play around. So just keep an eye on it. It could be closer than what we expect. But I'm hoping that uh, the Rabbitohs can start to uh, put some teams away because that's what they're going to need to do as they come into the finals. They need to stop playing around and playing down to their opposition. All right, now let's move through to the next game, uh, the big one on Saturday at 5.30, the mighty Newcastle Knights, if you haven't realised they are my team from the Hunter, taking on the Canberra Raiders. Pierre, who have you got in this one? I the Raiders in this one. Um, I think the Knights, I don't know, I just don't think the Knights have got it together yet. They, they... I still yet not 
to see anything that's progressive, to be honest. Sorry, I know that's your team, but no, it's, it's they'll have enough to edge out the Raiders on this. We talk about being an emotional fan, and uh, yeah, I can I can I can speak on behalf of a lot of people in the Hunter. It has been it has been one interesting season so far. So respect that tip, um, Stacey. Who have you got in this one, uh, Newcastle or Canberra? I've got the Knights. No, I love it. I'll pay you later. Uh, Alex, uh, Knights or Raiders? Um, I think I might have to go with the Knights on this one. Excellent, excellent. I love to hear it. Uh, look, for me, yeah, got to go the Knights. Um, I think we'll bounce back. Uh, there was not a lot. Not a lot to like uh, from that Roosters performance, but um, any team that's got Kalen Ponga in it is a chance, um, and hopefully we can get Mitchell Pearce back onto the field sooner rather than later, and hopefully he can make a bit of a difference there. So uh, very good. All right, just a couple of games to go. Let's round this off. So we've got Bulldogs-Titans. Pierre, who who have you got? I'm gunning for the Titans. I think Bulldogs, yeah, don't really have much to say about the Bulldogs lately, so I'm tipping the Titans to take this home. Yeah, I think that's a safe one. Uh, Doggies fans, again, struggling. Uh, they're a hard team to love at the moment. Uh, I'm going to go the Titans as well, uh, 13 plus. I think they'll win that one comfortably. Uh, Stacey? I'm taking the Titans yep. for sure. And for a clean sweep, Alex, who are we going in this one? Titans. Yeah, beautiful Titans. All right, last game of the round. Last game of the round, we see the Cronulla Sharks taking on the Manly Warringah Seagulls. This is Sunday at 4 o'clock. Uh, Pierre, who have you got in this game? Of course, the Seagulls. I think they're going to um, take it home this week. It's going to be a tough match. I think it's going to be a very close game, but um, I definitely think Seagulls are going to bring it home. Daisy, who have you got? I've I've got Manly as well. Yeah, have to do it. Yeah, excellent, excellent, Alex. Manly. All right, very good. And I'm gonna I'm gonna clean sweep that with with Manly. Um, yeah, again, remarkable season, um, and it's going beyond Tom Trevojevic. I, I think obviously he's having an historic. Uh, run, uh, but there's a little bit more to that team beyond Tommy. So if you ha- if you take a good look at that roster, they've got some players that are that are just in career best form, and that's um, that's leading to this remarkable run up the table. They are going to certainly be one to watch. All right, so that's all we have time for. Thank you very much. Uh, this is very exciting for us getting out our first episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed tonight, that there's plenty more to come. So please stay tuned. And remember to tell a friend to tell a friend about hopefully your new favorite podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you at the next episode. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. Team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.